What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is June 23rd. The uh, It's Wednesday, baby. Fuck. Um, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's enjoying their week. I know it's Wednesday. It's the mid... Yeah, I guess people call it hump day, which I hate. I absolutely hate when people call it hump day because it's an old joke. It's an old meme that got too popular for people, and people don't want to acknowledge that that is a meme, and it is old. The um, I, w- I wanted to spend this episode talking about the state of gaming in general, just discussing what's going on in gaming entirely because I noticed that uh, there's a lot that's scrambled around um, nowadays. There's a... I mean, depending on what console you're into or what console you want to get, um, it may not be that available or it may, uh, they may be different like lengthy goals that you're trying to hit in terms of when you'll get them, what you'll get on them in terms of games. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of things going on right now and I kind of want to talk about the whole base of where consoles are. Um, I'm going to start with Switch. I think their showing at E3 was amazing. I think that they lined up 2021 perfectly i'm wondering what 2022 is going to look like and i wonder when that breath of the wild date is going to be revealed i assume it would probably be early if it's later in 2022 it'd probably be early 2022 when we get a a a release date announcement um but i I am curious to see where that goes because that is a game that i'm looking forward to and i think it's going to bring a lot of people back to their switches where like Certain things may not bring you back to your Switches. For instance, Mario Golf. I'm sure a lot of people aren't into that. Or um, even Mario Party, surprisingly. I feel like some people might might not be into that. Or they might have Switch lights where they wouldn't be playing multiplayer like that anyways. Um, even though it has online. Wink, wink. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder where they're going in terms of the future. There is a lot to be said about what their like strategy was for this year. It seems like they have the B team closing out the year for the most part. Um, And and I I don't mean that in in an insulting way. I mean it as it's not their core. It's not Mario Odyssey. It's not Legend of Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild. You know, it's not their main team. This is like a Mario Party remaster. Um, You have the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword remaster. Uh, You have, what else? You have WarioWare which is a, a game I'm excited for and I think it's going to sell well, but I, I don't think it's their A team working on that. Obviously I think it's just something they probably put together that was like, okay, it works and it's a game, put it out. Um, and it's coming out pretty soon. So I don't think it took a long time to develop that game. Uh, and it's, I don't know. It just feels like their main goal this year was to just give us content in a stream of steady game releases. However, most of them are remakes or um, remasters and uh, I think Mario Golf might be one of the few that is like an original brand new game coming out this year. Uh, they have WarioWare. They have the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Is that what it is? Yeah, Skyward Sword HD coming out in 23 days next month. So I think Nintendo is doing what they need to do. They know their their main core titles aren't coming anytime soon. Especially since they said uh, Breath of the Wild is coming out next year. They were rumored to have a Donkey Kong game coming and a, or possibly a, a Mario Odyssey 2. I personally think they're not going to do a Mario Odyssey 2 anytime soon, at least. And I think a new Donkey Kong game 
is a big enough title, part of their A team, that it could be easily pushed as one of their big releases. So I think since this year is pretty much closed out and everything they're going to release, and they've kind of shown their ass this year of like everything they're they're gonna, that's going to be happening um, at their E3, pretty much. I think we'll get a direct early next year, um, possibly showing some Switch Pro action. Uh, it'll show, obviously, there's RC is coming out in January. And I, I think next year is when they have all the new games coming out. And even still, I can picture them pushing, uh, if you want to call that, pushing, quote-unquote, uh, Donkey Kong or Mario Odyssey 2 to a later year. Simply because either development's not there yet or it is straight up just... Um, you know, they're just trying to space out the releases. Because Breath of the Wild is going to take a lot of the mind share of the gaming community whenever it does come out. I think it's going to be a colossal hit just simply off of sales because so many people love the first one. It's by default going to sell well. So even if it came out and had bad reviews or mixed reviews or mid reviews, like it'll it'll be well. And um, yeah, I, th- I think Nintendo is probably one of the most well-off um, consoles out of the, out of the three. It seems like Microsoft is eventually getting to be well off, but right now, at, at currently at this you know state of time, or whatever, it is not going to be happening anytime soon. It's it seems like they're going to be picking up this holiday season and then kind of moving on into 2022 in, in terms of their releases, um, or at least the releases that'll make you want to get a Series X or a Series X. So. Um, but back to but back to Nintendo. I think that them releasing a Switch Pro next year would be pivotal. Pivotal, and uh, I think what they're kind of doing is they're releasing these games this year, and that's mostly why they're like remasters, remakes, or whatever. You know, uh, these B team games because they know they once they have a Mario Odyssey two or Donkey Kong or Breath of the Wild or um, Metroid even or Arceus, it's like that's the time to release a Switch Pro. I can see them even announcing it this this winter, just to get ahead of the curve, and uh, that would make the most sense to me. Get that Switch Pro ready, and have a slew of games that are going to show it performing like bonkers levels next year, and uh, make it something that's not so far behind. Because at the time of Switch's release, we had PS4 and Series X or One uh, X, so it was already basically out of date when it came out. Um, out of DOA, if, if you will. And I, th- I think a hardware revision would be very, very important for them, especially since they have such such big games like Breath of the Wild coming out that playing that game on current Switch is fine, but I don't think they would want their newer game, their newer Breath of the Wild 2, the big game, to be on a um, you know four-year-old console like... This is something a little bit more important that they would probably want that new revision or whatever they're doing behind the scenes. It seems like they they thought they were going to announce it at this E3, which I did too. But I, I think it I think it obviously it makes like at, like once the E3 was over, I was thinking it makes so much sense that they're not doing that this year, like because of all the things happening next year, like it, it fits perfectly into a, a grand scheme of things. Now, I'm wondering if they're also maybe having some issue pr- producing a Switch Pro, if they are making it. Um, I can imagine that that would be stressful in terms of 
uh, getting all these pieces and then you got scalpers out there like how are you gonna distribute it to people and then you have you know the holiday coming up and then you have uh, COVID restraints like I wonder how hard it is to make a new console right now especially since it seems like uh, Sony and Microsoft didn't really land well doing their consoles so um, we'll see on Nintendo. I think I think Nintendo is going to be totally fine. I think they have their ducks in a row, and it's it's all going to lead to a. As long as they come out with that Switch Pro, I, th- I think that is like the main key point in their next stra- next year's strategy in 2022. If they don't do that, and, it, and they just flat out don't come out with the Switch Pro, I'd be flabbergasted because that is it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. It just it it really wouldn't make sense that you would release games that are struggling like it looks like rcs is very framey and that is also a going to be a landmark game as in it's the first pokemon like rpg massive triple a dev rpg that is going going to be alongside the the mainline games so this is their first new uh type of game that's going to be similar to a breath of the wild style gameplay and uh it looked like it was struggling, and I can only imagine that Breath of the Wild 2 would be struggling on current hardware, too. I think, um, yeah, I, I think I think if it came out with a lot of bells and whistles, and you can plug that shit up to a TV and get 4K DLSS, then, yeah, that'd be smart. That'd be, that'd be very, very smart. There's a lot of new chips out, some chips that aren't so limited, like the, um, unlike the PlayStation chips that are in that, that are having a massive shortage. And it's contributing to the shortage of the systems. So uh, that, that's definitely what Nintendo would have to do to kind of keep their train rolling. Uh, let's go on to Microsoft, though. Microsoft is probably the most interesting out of, out of them all. Microsoft seems to be lining up a, an, amazing, an amazing lineup with Redfall, with um, Halo, Forza, Fable. You know, you have, you have all these games. I'm sure there's a new State of Decay coming and uh, the other Forza and all that. There's so many things that Microsoft is doing right, especially with Game Pass. After E3 happened and they showed um, like 30 games, 27 games for Game Pass, that blew my mind. I thought that was amazing. I think that is, I don't know how it works business-wise. I'm still like blown away by how that's even a thing. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a thing. It, it works. You get on PC and you get Game Pass and you can just download games Tons of great games, old ones mostly, but um, I mean they have like the newest Forza, the newest Gears on there. Uh, me and me and twins were able to download that day one with no issue. And uh, another thing they have is like they have other features like X Cloud's going to be a thing. Apparently that's how they're going to simulate Series X games onto One uh, X. So even if you have a One X now, you're going to be in the next gen. They're really making like every available option possible. So they're doing the Stadia route with X Cloud where you're eventually going to be able to play your Series X games on the go and uh, via cloud. So let's say you don't have the hardware, you can just get on your PC and play or uh, or just straight up, you know, some type of device that would hook up to your TV. Um, or I think they're even possibly building it into TVs now. So having X Cloud on the go like that on anything is like, that is mind-blowing, especially with the slew of games that they're going to have on there. Because if you picture yourself in like 2024 then you would have Starfield on there. You would have all these new games. Halo Infinite would be on there. You would have, um, you know, Fable, hopefully by then. And uh, it just seems like it's 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 the best value in gaming. And 
if you if you're not into games like that, I think uh, those type of fans or those type of customers are probably going to go lean more Xbox because of that deal of Game Pass. You literally buy the system, you buy the service, and you just have hundreds of games just at your fingertips. You just download them and play them. Uh, it works flawlessly, and I, I think that's one of the most impressive things that I honestly don't think Sony can match uh, at this point. I know that's probably costing a lot of money to do that because I'm not sure how it works business-wise. I, I heard it it ups the sales of games because certain games get pulled, and then you know people still want to play them, so they buy it. Or... Um, some people tr- use Game Pass as like a demo service where they try out the games and they're like, oh, I want this forever. I like this game a lot. They buy it and uh, it's in their library forever. So I think uh, I think Xbox has all their cards in a row. I think they can they can execute a massive turnaround in terms of the gaming landscape. I think like what they what they've got in store is undeniably a great value. Like even even me and my friends are all wanting to get Xbox Series X's for the potential of some of these new games or even just there's certain new games that we want uh, to play on the console. So uh, I'm personally looking for a Switch or a Series X right now. Um, Steve's got one. There's um, my other friends are tr- trying to get it. So it's it just seems like a easy way to kind of have all that. And apparently Xbox Game Pass has more than PC Game Pass currently. So... Um, that's got like hundreds on it and uh, either way you go I mean you can play Xbox everywhere that's like it's a, they're setting up for like an undeniable like as long as they have games coming out then they win I mean it's it's it is what it is there's I don't like I said I don't think Sony can match that because it, I'm sure it costs a lot of money it's probably massive I don't think they're taking a massive loss but I think they're probably making a lot of that up on the back end and uh I am curious to see how like that that business side works of it, but they're making it work, and and it's Microsoft. They have unlimited money, and it's kind of something you can't really, you know, you can't really beat if you don't have all unlimited money. You know, they're fucking Microsoft. Um, I'm interested to see where their hardware goes. They have the design lab open now for the Series X controllers, which uh, I think the only difference is they have a new button and I think they have a new grip on it and the USB-C charging. Uh, anyways, uh, I think their hardware is going to be the most important part because it's one of, it's the strongest console on the market. Again, uh, after they made the one X, they've also obviously made the series X, which is even stronger. And that one is, man, that thing is bad. Like that thing is badass, And I think, uh, if they did like a console revision, even like imagine that even better, which I'm sure it'll come at some point whenever uh, PS5 pushes one out. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see where Xbox goes. I think their holiday lineup this year is going to be the kickstart to a, a brand new era in Xbox, where they are way more dominant. They get back into the swing of being the console that's on top, and. Um, but ultimately, and as I transition to Sony, another part of me thinks that Sony, as they've kind of shown during E3 with their absence, and uh, you know they 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 left E3 a while ago, years ago. But it's one thing I'm I'm thinking is maybe they just do not want to compete with Xbox anymore. Anyways, uh, I think they're both in their own lanes, and as much as people want to make like a console war. 
I think that it's ultimately going to come to come down to them both coexisting as they are and as they always have been. Um, at the same time, just doing their own thing. PlayStation is going to get their own money with their own hype because now, not only are there tons and tons and millions of new fans that are on PlayStation from all the hype, from God of War, from Last of Us, from all this shit. Um, I think, I think it's going to be kind of hard for them to not keep a lot of those people because you know not every single fan of of that group is going to be a diehard fan but it will be a lot of a lot of people who probably weren't into gaming that are in it now and they have their ps5s or ps4s and they're just like i don't want to leave this ecosystem i have everything here so uh as enticing as game pass is i think some people will stay and uh be loyal to sony because they do have amazing games they have a solid console they have they currently have all the chips and i'm wondering how that's going to land in five years where they're going to be because as much as they don't as much as i think they probably won't even acknowledge microsoft over the next couple of years to the point where like most people think oh they bought bethesda they did this xbox and all that a lot of people first go well what is sony going to do to counter this which to, to me, I think they don't need to counter anything, <laughs> you know, not not because they're cocky or they're on top and whatever. It's I think it's just they're in their own lane at this point, just like Nintendo. If you look at Nintendo, you don't see them, you know, scrambling around for a Switch Pro whenever the 360 or whenever the Series X and the PS5 come out. They they didn't immediately go, oh, we need a Switch Pro now. We have to compete. They haven't even mentioned it. They, they I think there was a saying after being asked, one of them said, it's definitely being made some type of upgrade, but not, you know, nothing to be said right now. So they're definitely in their own lane as in they're taking their time. They are, they have their own plan with their own release schedule and they're not worrying themselves with Series X or Sony because everybody plays Nintendo games for a reason. And I think that's ultimately what Sony, Sony is getting into now. Whereas there's Game Pass and there, there's been Game Pass for years now. Um, but you'll still pay 60 for your Breath of the Wild, for your Mario Odyssey, you know, Mario Kart, all this shit, Animal Crossing, Pokemon. There's all these games you're still paying 60 for. It's not like, I, I can understand if it's like a third party game where it's like, oh, I want to play that on PC or Xbox because it's available on both. And it's also on Game Pass where it's a little free. So whatever, that's understandable, but my main point is that Xbox has had Game Pass for a long time and it hasn't stopped people from buying other games. And I think what ultimately it's going to come down to is I think for I think the third party market for gaming is going to excel tremendously on Xbox with the, you know, as long as they collaborate with Game Pass, because some games still don't collaborate with Game Pass. They still are full $70, $60 games on Xbox. So not everything's on Game Pass, but a lot of it is. And I think the most important ones are so to the majority of the fans i think they'll they'll go to xbox for that only whereas they're saving money uh people who you know don't care about sony's or nintendo's first party those are the people that are going to to xbox exclusively so at this point i think a lot of players will probably get either both consoles or even you know a console like a switch and a series x because i feel like there are whole fan bases that you'd be cutting out just by sticking to one console. And ultimately it's turning into one of those things where, you know, you're missing out on more and more as they expand their exclusivity, 
You know, Nintendo's been like pure exclusive for the longest time, simply because their first party is outstanding. And that's slowly, that goes even more so to my point where Nintendo is building their exclusive library with Ghost, with Last of Us, with God of War. And, um, you know, it's only expanding. There's more and more Abandoned is coming out, that horror game that everyone thinks is a, uh, a Kojima game. There is, you know, they have exclusive rights with a bunch of other franchises, uh, like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Like, there's there's many reasons to still get a PlayStation where you won't probably be able to play Final Fantasy Seven Part Two, which I think a, a lot of the third-party market loves. Uh, you probably won't be able to play that on Series X at least for a year once it comes out because Final Fantasy VII Remake still isn't on Series X or Xbox at all. So that exclusivity is going to be very important to how Sony plays the next couple years. And I think they'll do that with more franchises too where they they buy that exclusive window because at, at, it, let's be honest, at the time, nobody really gives a shit about exclusives unless it's at launch. Where, um, you know, once the buzz is around, you feel FOMO, it's it's out, it's a big game, it's a big release, and uh, you're missing out on this, you know, the community's there, the, you know, the, the support is there, the reviews are out, and they're all getting 9s and 10s, and I can only imagine that's probably what, like, Xbox players are feeling with Last of Us and things like that, and I'm sure PlayStation players are going to feel that with ever, whenever, like, you know, Starfield comes out or just a good game, you know, that's on par with that kind of like level of quality. Um, and I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. It's PlayStation's going to coexist. Nintendo's going to coexist and Xbox is going to coexist. They're, they're all going to be their own lane. And I think that is the point that a lot of people are missing is that they're splitting off into their own lanes and it's not, no longer a war that a lot of people want to push onto this whole conversation that it's a, console war that it's you know xbox sony needs to respond to xbox and uh xbox is losing like they need to do this like at with how it's turning out they don't need to do anything none of these none of them need to do anything and uh i would not be surprised to be honest if there will come a day where you know sony releases their next console or xbox releases their next console or even does like the midlife upgrade to the PS5 Slim or whatever they want to call it. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that at different times in the future. Because typically they've always like released a oh, Switch Pro or, you know, um, PS4 Pro. And then like an Xbox Slim is like a couple months later. Like they're kind of in the same ballpark in terms of time frame. And I think that's because they've always been competing with each other. But now, and I'm sure that, you know, there's some things with like, Sony saying they believe in generations and uh, Xbox is obviously like trying to get it as on many consoles as possible. So it's, it's, I'm very curious to see where they'll be in five years, but I think what will happen is there's going to just be three big pillars of gaming instead of the uh, assumed quote unquote atmosphere um, that is currently going on. That is like Xbox losing PlayStation winning uh, PlayStation has exclusives, Xbox doesn't, you know, I think that all that's going to go out the window, which is, which is cool. Like I, I honestly support that shit. I think, um, I think it'd be great for everybody. Obviously competition has pushed a lot of good things where like Sony was forced into doing some, some, um, 
cross cross plat gameplay stuff, which uh, you know Fortnite kind of pioneered. And they're still not really playing ball with everybody, and you know, trying to get exclusive payments. And that that's only because they are the leader in who's playing on their console. But if all it takes is for one of these big games, say, uh, you know, let's let's think seven years down the down the road, Minecraft Two obviously will be Xbox exclusive. Uh, if Fortnite Two is like the new big thing, and Xbox throws a fucking wallet at them, that fucking V buck money, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, and, and that thing is exclusive to Game Pass for a while. I mean, what are you going to do? That That's a lot of that's a lot of Sony shit. That's like a lot of Sony players that they would probably be, probably be uh, stealing or uh, at least temporarily stealing where it's like, I assume in that situation, Sony would be losing a lot of money. So they probably wouldn't want that and they'd probably be more open to play ball with certain ideas and I'm sure Sony's also tr- trying to throw exclusive money at people to get them to do stuff and all that. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where everything goes, man. Uh, I would love a Switch Pro. They they So, in closing, Switch and Nintendo need to release a Switch Pro so all these games don't look like fucking PS2 games when they come out. Uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox need to figure out their stock issue for one. Because it's still like tremendously bad trying to get either console. I just got an email saying, uh, "Hey, here's an exclusive link to buy a console," and I've already got one like from the same link. So it, it makes me wonder like what their strategy is. What's going to be the new thing to get around scammers and bots and all that stuff in terms of buying new consoles? I love how Sony did it with the launch of PS5, where they were like, "Here's your exclusive link to purchase a console." And it's only for you. And it only works with your PSN ID. So it would literally be me uh, at 10 o'clock on like a Thursday whenever it released. And um, I log in under my PSN ID and it puts me in a queue. And then after that queue like gets me in there, it's like, okay, buy your console. And there's a PS5 there waiting for me. I buy it. So like I kind of wish there was some type of way where they could do that with more things like Obviously, a Switch Pro comes out. It'd be cool if you have to like log in with your Nintendo account and do it that way because that is a way to get around bots. It's literally tied to a real person's account. I'm sure there's some way to fuzz it, but it'll at least prevent a lot of bots and a lot of uh, you know scalpers from scalping. And that's the most important part because as much as I I don't hate on their hustle, I hate on the availability for their hustle because it shouldn't be that easy for them to just like. A PS, you know, PS5s become available on Amazon and they're scooped up in like two seconds or, you know, and same with like shoes and sneakers, like they have bots for those. So those get released and boom, they're gone. Like there's got to be some type of like non-competitive streamlined way for regular consumers who want these products to get it without having to pay an upcharge. I think that's the most important thing that's going to be. Uh, probably the most difficult going into the future because it feels like ever since COVID and the uh, you know the console new consoles came out, that whole uh, atmosphere has just been on fire. It's been it's been ablaze. There's been scalpers everywhere. People selling PS5s on launch for like two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars. Like it's nuts. And you know it's I don't know. And you know, don't even get me started on like graphics cards and PC parts. Like, those are all scalped now, like everything. So, I think 
once we get past, like, if put put yourself in twenty, the end of maybe twenty twenty three. I think we'll, you know, most of us will have consoles. Hopefully, I'd like to think so. Uh, most of us will have the the next gen consoles. You'll go to the store and see them on shelves. They won't be as big of a deal. Uh, either that, or we'll see like some type of revision that's come out that is going to be the um, the new landmark. Because I know like some of these supply shortages of like the chips and stuff, they probably want to make a new SKU to kind of alleviate some of that and make it easier to produce. Because if they make it easier to produce like PS5 or something, then they could probably push out you know a lot more, make uh, make a similar PS5 with like the same features but obviously swap out the chip so it's a little different and um but you know can still perform i think that'd be a smart strategy in, t- in terms of their next move too because this whole shortage is also fucking with the games i think that's why we're seeing so many delays lately there's a lot of um <clears throat> a lot of developments being pushed back in terms of you know voice acting from covid and trying to get in the studio for mocap and all this stuff and uh, <clears throat> I think another thing is, you know, without consoles, there's, you know, no re- reason to release any PS5 games right now. I'm surprised they still are, to be honest. I'm sure Ratchet and Clank sold well, but imagine if a lot more people had PS5s. That would be a lot. It would be a way bigger and different story. Um, on one hand, this whole thing is going to suck because nobody's going to be able to get consoles. But uh, I think the flip side of that would be that a lot of games are being pushed and a lot of ideas are being pushed. I'm sure there's a lot of new games that weren't even announced yet because of the whole COVID thing and the shortage. Because uh, I think we could have all assumed that that they would try to get you know God of War to next year and Horizon back a little bit because, of course, why not? Like There's only five people with a PS5 right now when there could be thousands. And that's the most important part. You're just kind of like you're kind of bankrupting your sales right there. And it's, it's, I don't think they, Sony really wants to do that, especially with a game like God of War. So I think if ultimately it gets to like the end of next year and, you know, there's still not a lot of people with PS fives, I could totally see them being like, all right, God of War has got to be pushed until there's more. Or, uh, they'll just, you know, go in head first and be like, this thing's going to release. And whenever they get their consoles, they're going to buy it anyway. So, you know, just drop it. And, um, you know, by then, you know, prices go lower and stuff. So I don't know. I don't really know business wise what they're going to do. And I'm not, you know, very business savvy at all, but, uh, I'm just curious to see like what their mindset is because I feel like, you know, as a PS5 owner, I'm like, you know, bring all the games. Where's, where is God of War? Where's Horizon? Like bring it all right now. Cause yes, there's games to play. And that's the part I can't really be mad at it. Even, even on like series X's side, it's like, there's very few that were exclusively made for series X. So I am amazed that there is a returnal ratchet and clank demon souls. Like there are games for, uh, PS five only that I am enjoying. So, um, as a PS five owner, I'm like, I've gotten, I've gotten a couple games that I've, I've enjoyed a lot that are exclusive, but, uh, it'd be nice to get more. And I think, I think once we get out of this slew, I think people are going to be like, you know, eventually fuck PS4 Pros because everybody's got PS5s now. Like this whole shortage is pushing a lot of shit back. I feel like we're kind of like in a beta test stage of next gen. Like we're not even fully there yet, if that makes sense. But uh, 
we'll get there. And I think ultimately we're all going to win. I've said ultimately way too much this match or this uh, match, this pod. And, um, yeah, it's just interesting. I just wanted to discuss that for a while, you know. I, I feel like it's it's such a weird time to be in these in a next gen with like no next gen to show for it. Uh I know when like PS3 launched it was kind of similar where all you had was like Motorstorm and that was really it for like a year and a half. So, um this isn't new. This is definitely history repeating itself. Though at the same time I feel like it's a different, you know, it's a different time in in history, and I, I think the modern uh, culture is kind of ruining a lot of the expanse of like the next gen consoles, and I can't wait to see more. Like I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on an Xbox Series X if it's not outdated by the time I get it. <laughs> I can't wait to, you know, kind of move on to a point where we can see these in stores and readily available to everyone, everybody, and for all of you guys to get a next gen console as well. Because, um, and as a console owner, I'll say this and, and close out the pod. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed every minute on my PS5. However, I can say that if you don't have one, I would not sweat it at all. I would not, I would not feel FOMO. I would not be like, there hasn't been a landmark game that I'm like, you have got to get a PS5 right now. There are games like Miles and things like that, but those are on PS4 as well. Uh, I think Demons would be the only one I'm like you. If you're into, and that's even like with a caveat of if you're into Souls games, if you're into that kind of stuff, get you know try your best to get a PS5. Go to Wario64 on Twitter. He he always updates on stocks, um, and literally to the point where like you they post, you just go to the link and you may get lucky. So. Um, yeah, that, that has been a, a pretty solid pod. I'm glad I actually talked about, (laughs) talked about something this pod. Uh, I love like doing deep dives like this and I think it, I think it only makes me like, you know, perform better as I'm thinking more deeply into some of these topics. Uh, some of it is off the cuff. Actually, this whole episode was mostly off the cuff. So, um, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate everybody sticking around, share the pod with your friend. Definitely. Um, you know, show somebody a game this week. Try to, uh, you know, spread the love of gaming, spread the love, and don't sweat not being a next-gen if you're not. And if you are a next-gen, congratulations, but uh, recognize that there's not a lot of people on next-gen yet, and I think that is what is probably slowing everybody down in terms of getting new games. So uh, let's hope that more stock is, like, somehow solved or um, a little bit easier to get to instead of scalpers fucking it all up or anything like that. Uh, we'll see. I I know it's a waiting game for a lot of this and I I know this is all speculation, but I'm glad I was able to discuss this with you guys of like understanding where we are and my predictions of kind of like where things are going to go. And I think, I think I've covered it pretty well. I think I I hit all the points of like switch and, uh, series X and you know, whatever, whatever comes in the future will come. And hopefully we can look back on this episode and be like, Hey, I called it or Hey, we're in a different spot. <laughs> you know, there's still no PS5 in 2025. Like, what the fuck? Uh, no, I'm just joking. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Of course, this is a daily podcast. I'm Jordan. I am your host, and I will talk to you next time. See ya.